This episode is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com forward slash afblues. You're listening to the Action Figure Blues podcast, episode number 289 for the week of Wednesday the 6th of September 2017. I'm Eddie and with me tonight are... Scott. And Adam. This episode is brought to you by Mike's Comics and Stuff, Audible, and ActionFigureBlues.com. Tonight, our Toy of the Week is the DC Designer Series Superman and Lois Lane statue, the Dragon Ball Super Neo Shadow Wave 5, and a discussion about Force Friday 2. Welcome everyone, it is another episode of Action Figure Blues and here with me is Scott and Adam. So how are we all doing today, guys? Yay! I'm doing well. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's good. Well, since you actually spoke to me with words, uh, Adam, uh, you can go first. What have you been to this week? Right. Um, I'm just trying to think. It, it's been... Um, extremely busy. Uh, we had a friend's wedding on Saturday, which basically wrote off Saturday. And then we had um, mum and dad and, and brother and his girlfriend over for um, Father's Day on Sunday, which basically wrote off Sunday. And um, last week was getting up at ridiculous o'clock every day so I could get into to work for meetings scheduled with people in the US, which is always fun. Um, oh, gross. So, yeah, so I'm I'm looking forward to a week where I don't have to do that quite so much this week or for the rest of the week. I've got one, I think, um, and then sleeping in on, on the weekend coming up and um, watching my football teams win. Teams hmm. plural? It's the one club, but there are two fantastic teams in two divisions. Oh, outstanding. So the wonderful Port Adelaide Power in the AFL and the even better Port Adelaide Magpies in the SANFL. Kind of pairs. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. This is like when you talked about running, and I don't know any sports words to uh, <laughs> the question. What? You don't know AFL? I do barely. I'm a Richmond Tigers supporter. I couldn't even tell you a single player that's on oh. the team at the moment. I am. Um, I'm terrible. I know more about the New England Patriots than I do about my own AFL team. <laughs> That's, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a terrible uh, Victorian. But uh, we do have grand final day coming up, so I'm looking forward to the barbecue. And because I work for the government, I get some nice public holiday money because it's now a public holiday for some weird reason. But Yeah, yay. crazy. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if it'll stay. I don't think it's very – so our grand final um, for the Australian Football League for people that are like, what are they talking about? Um, in Victoria, where Eddie and I live, how many years now has it actually been a public holiday? Three? This would be the third this year. This would be the third year. And it's on a f- – so it's actually not the day of the grand final. The grand final is on the weekend. but no. the, we, get, we get the Friday now as a public holiday. Um 
and I don't think it's very popular with the business people. So it's meant um, to be so you can all go and watch the parade, right? Uh, whatever. Yeah, that's the excuse for it, but it really is um, tough on a lot of businesses because we do have quite a few public holidays. Um, any, it's not like we're sort of short on public holidays, and it's not like there was a need or people going away or um, businesses were really suffering from it by any mean. It was just kind of an attempt for politicians to be popular, but um, yeah, it's a very, very weird one. No. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll never say no to a day, a paid day off work, but still, I think it's kind of silly. Um, yeah. I go. did put up, when it first happened, I put a joking status up on Facebook about putting your football socks up because Wayne Carey's going to come and drop <laughs> presents off for the kids and <laughs> going around caroling and singing all your football team anthems <laughs> at people's doorsteps. And I've put up a lot of political posts in that over the years, and sometimes you catch some things that are controversial. Never have I posted anything on social media more controversial than making fun of the AFL on my Facebook <laughs> page with that comment, which really wasn't against the AFL. It was about it being a public holiday. But people came out in the dozens to let me know their opinions on uh, I've got to say, the most terrifying thing is that you would actually want Wayne Carey coming over to your house to do anything to you because, you know, like, Lock despite that everything that gets, yeah. yeah, exactly right, everything that's got swept under the cover, he's a pretty shit bloke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was also one of the footballers I could name off the top of my head, so that was more. <laughs> okay. Well, before we alienate um, everyone that has no idea what we're talking about, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, what, what have you been up to, Scotty? What's uh? Oh, so I'm uh, in Brisbane for work this week. Um, I um, have been doing a little bit, starting to do a little bit less uh, travel, um, which is exciting for me and for the family. Um, and but yeah, so we are doing really well um, up here in Queensland. It was uh, quite an adventure getting here. We sat on the plane on the Trimax in Melbourne for quite a while, and then they came on and said, oh, we apologize for the delay, but we're waiting for a pilot. And I was <laughs> like, look, I, I approve of this. I'm not keen to leave without him, so, you know, we'll we'll wait. People were getting pretty irritated. And then, you know, this is like how not to read the crowd. When the pilot arrived, they were like, our pilot has arrived. Let's give him a big round of applause. And there was just deathly silence. <laughs> I think people were just like, hurry up. <laughs> we don't care. <laughs> so, um, yeah. And I was kind of, you know, like, I because things normally work quite well and I know how long things take, I'd kind of timed it perfectly to, get to where I needed to be on time. So I actually wasn't terribly late, but such is such is life. Such is life. But otherwise, all good in the Scotty household. What about you, Eddie? What have you been up to? Uh, well, the large part of my week that's been, I will actually be discussing in our discussion uh, at the bottom. But uh, we also had here in Australia was Father's Day. Um, so I had some time with my father where 
I did some technology-based things with him, which is always an, an interesting uh, day when you're trying to sh- teach your parents technology. So oh, uh, he got a new iPad, and I just basically dropped him off at the Apple store and let him do one of the classes and uh, annoy the people in the blue shirts there. Uh, <laughs> and <laughs> then in the Arvo, I set him up with Netflix, which was uh, oh, very wow. interesting because he seems to think that every TV thing in existence is on uh, Netflix and he keeps, because he's got Apple TV, he keeps trying to use the iTunes movies to watch his Netflix on and I keep having to tell him, no, it's it's the one down here. You've got to choose from these movies, not the one at the top where they're asking your credit card details. You don't, that's not Netflix. So um, that, that was a lot of <laughs> interesting um banter back and forth but i do uh love him so happy father's day graham uh on oh, that one that's nice yeah he annoys me up the wazoo but he, yeah. he's, he's a pretty lovely guy that's the dad's well, job yeah but easy done if that's uh our weeks pretty much what about in the toy related circles you guys picked up anything interesting this week I I got my Toy of the Week as my Father's Day present, so I'll talk about that in just a moment. And then I got a box from Big Bad Toy Store that had the Kotobukiya Squirrel Girl Bishoujo statue and also Wave 3 of the Diamond Select Muppets, including Rol- Rolf, my dude. So I'm very excited. I may have already picked up a Rolf because I found saw it here in prison and couldn't not buy it. Um, <laughs> but that's all right. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, I've got these all coming, haven't I? Oh, well, it's Rolf. <laughs> so um, but, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure I'll be. I, I just think, like, you know, there was a long, a long time in this country where, like, I didn't. That nothing that I collected was available in person. And so I'm still sometimes just uh, getting like over the like, oh my gosh, I can buy this, you know, thing as opposed to like, wait, do I need this? Um, so, you know, I have, I've done that a couple of times now where I forget that I've got like something sitting in a big bad pile of loot and buy it anyway, but that's okay. Um, so I'm sure I'll be talking about both of those things John and I are going to try and organize a time for me to talk about the Muppets Wave 3 so that he can talk about how much better all the Palisades ones were in comparison at the same time (laughs) and Adam any purchases? Uh, look I've long since stopped buying things in store largely because I couldn't find them and um, it's easier just to pre-order them online uh, I'm just trying to think. So I pre-ordered a couple of weeks ago the web-exclusive um, Pat Labor Tyrant 2000, so it's one of the the civil industry mechs, which was a um, an Asian Bandai online uh, web-exclusive, and I worked out that I could actually get the, such things through Nikon Yasan, and um, that came in and is wait, is in delivery at the moment. But other than that, I think I'm all out. Oh, wait, and uh, I pre-ordered my um, Kid Goku figure arts figure. Nice. That's, that's nice. Me. 
Very cool. Oh, well, speaking of Dragon Ball Z, I mentioned at the end of your Vegeta review recently uh, that you might have sold me on it, and I actually did uh, find one. Uh, so I, thanks to you, uh, my wallet is a little bit lighter and yeah. I also had come in this week, my, uh, appropriately for father's day, my, uh, star Lord and ego Marvel legends two pack, uh, which I'm actually very impressed with the head sculpts on. And, mm. uh, I put down my pre-order for the multiverse, uh, justice league, uh, movie, wave just because i found it cheaper than uh it'll probably be if it even turned up at retail here so i figured i'm going to get them anyway i might as well just uh do the pre-order and not worry about the hunt but uh and also a whole bunch of stuff that i'll uh get to once we talk about force friday nice cool yeah Very good. Uh, so if that's everything how about we uh jump into some articulated news Impossible. The Hall of Justice under attack. Batman behind bars. New from Kenner's Superpowers Collection. Hall of Justice playset. Some assembly required. Vehicles and figures sold separately. Before we get into our main features, we start each episode with a bit of news. Articulated news is where we discuss the latest events and announcements in the toy and collectibles world. We're not a comprehensive news service, but these are just the stories that relate to things we're interested in and have caught our eye this week. Uh, now, I've got uh, the first uh, little bit of news here, and it's coming out of a whole bunch of Star Wars announcements we've been getting this week with uh, Force Friday. Uh, but I actually picked this one for a slightly different reason. It's the Star Wars 75192 Millennium Falcon Lego set. And the thing that's kind of impressive here for me is that this is actually going to be the biggest Lego set ever released in terms of piece count, uh, which is kind of crazy. I think it's going to be around $800 US, so I have no idea what that uh, means in Australian dollars. Uh, but it's rather cool. It's kind of like an Ultimate Falcon. It comes with swappable... Uh, construction pieces so you can be either original trilogy or this sequel uh, trilogy style you get a whole bunch of minifigures from uh, both generations of films as well as uh, the characters that are sweeping the internet this week the little porg uh, sort of bird hamster things you, this is I think the only way to get lego ones of them at the moment um, so it's, uh, looks like an incredible set one I'd be tempted by if it wasn't for that monstrous price tag. But, uh, if you are a Lego collector, I've seen a lot of fans drooling over this one. Yeah, that looks amazing. Amazing. I'm just trying to look at how physically big it is. It's going to be like a yeah, couple of feet long, right? Yeah, they don't really say dimensions here anyway, as far as I can tell. I'm sure someone's able to work out, well, that's one dot across and down, so it's much bigger. Well, you'd be able to work it out from some of the shots from with minifigs in it based on like, exteriors. Yeah. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Peace. So will you be buying this, Eddie? Uh, if it turns out... If, if it, turns up here for like if i was to see it for 500 or under which judging by the u.s price tag i highly doubt um i might be tempted but if it's getting close to that grand that's 
that's a little too much for uh, that right. And then just space on where to put it. I don't know what I'd even do with the thing if it's as big as it looks, but yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I'll definitely look at someone else's if they buy it. <laughs> yeah. I, I would suspect that that's going to end up at least 1200 bucks Australian by the time, if it hits retail. Um, yeah. Uh, even the shipping on that thing will be. Oh, yeah. Well, no, so, so assuming that it doesn't make it in-store in Australia um, and that you can get it online from the Lego store, you'll pay the Australian retail price plus the cost of shipping because that's how Lego store rolls. Yeah. Yeah. They have their customers at heart. <laughs> cool. <laughs> All right. Someone talk about something cheaper before I get my credit card out. Okay. So uh, one of the things that came out last week, uh, it may well have been on um, on Force Friday too, the um, Bluefin... Uh, the, the the samurai slash ninja um, interpretation line, uh, which I think is technically called the uh, Meisho movie realization line. There was a Sohei uh, Darth Maul amongst many other things. So there was a Boba Fett. There were some um, some new stormtroopers, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But this one is um, Darth Maul, and he um, looks pretty badass compared to to some of the other ones that look like they've just been a bit samurai up. Um, this is downright terrifying in terms of the, the head sculpt and um, the way they've they've cast him. He's a great-looking toy. He reminds me a lot of uh, the McFarlane Spawn uh, Samurai series that they did. I think it was Wave 18. Um, mm. But, yeah, just really fantastic um, sort of that. There's It is like there's a hint of samurai in there, but then there's the other sort of feudal cultural images sort of that demon mask mixed with the classic mall look and i don't quite know what they're called but those kind of benoit bead things around his neck um yeah they're like yeah so i mean that's it's all fantastic i think and the um the the dual lightsaber becomes essentially i guess it's like a pair of um katanas that combine together to become a, a halberd which is i guess a cool way to interpret um his, his uh, I guess, iconic weapon. Um, and he also has four pairs of hands. So that's kind of cool. I don't mind the Star Wars ones of these. I'm not so excited about the Marvel ones. They also solicited a Captain America this Oh, yeah, kill me now. That, that I just uh, think just looks putrid. Um, agreed. Yeah, really awful. Um, nearly, nearly worth bringing back red cards for. Um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> but that I mean, this I, I mean, I wouldn't wouldn't buy this, but I don't mind this so much, and I didn't mind the stormtrooper um, that they solicited previously either. Yeah, agreed. Hmm. The Boba Fett was a bit dull, but yeah, 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 yeah. Now I'm a fan of the Mezco One Twelve Collective line, and uh, there's a whole stack of. Um, characters that figures that apparently are about to um, come out. I've seen them, like you know, Arsenal and Deathstroke and a couple others. Uh, some people seem to have them, but mine are still sitting in pre-order at Big Bad Toy Store. And now there's a whole bunch of them that say 
um, release date September 2017, and I'm like, oh, please don't come all at once, no. Um, but one that I will definitely be adding is uh, the preview exclusive uh, Batman Ascending Night. Um, so this is a um, – lo- looks like it's not coming out until um, September next year. Or, oh, no, I lied, March next year. Um, but this is Blue Costume Batman – um, and uh, with groovy uh, accessories, but also pointy, like tall pointy ears and a swappable Bruce Wayne head. So I don't want every Batman in this line. I have the Dark Knight uh, Returns one, um, which, you know, but this one I think is one that I uh, will definitely be going for. Hmm. Very nice. Now this, okay. This is a um, variant on the original Ascending Night one, isn't it? The original one was like the first appearance, Batman. I think. Yeah, I think so. I'm getting a little bit confused between these. They often do kind of color, you know, variants and things. So I think there might be a black costume version of this as well. I'm not sure, but I, I'm I'm personally a blue Batman fan. Um, so I'll go for this one. Yeah, here we are. Um, previews exclusive with blue costume. So excellent. Yeah, that's this one. But yeah, no, this 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 is a very nice uh, look to it. It actually works quite well on this design. Yeah, I am um, with the the sideshow premium formats. You know, they the original one, Batman was a black and gray costume one, and then they released a blue variant later. And I I wish. I mean, yeah, it's, I wouldn't spend the money on getting a second version. Of that, it's a beautiful, beautiful piece, whatever it is. But if they were both up at the same time, I would have chosen the blue one. So, mm. um, I'm I'm weird with my Batman, where if it's like I'm not fussed whether it's black or blue, but I tend to find if it's a um, black cowled Batman, I prefer the shorty ears. If it's a blue cowled Batman, I prefer the longer ears. Huh? But I'm I'm just being weird and pedantic now. No, no, that's yeah. It's hmm. all it's all about taste. That's for sure. So yeah, I don't. I, I this just looks cool. I think this could be you know like work for me as my. Uh, I mean, I, I imagine that we're going to get a billion Batman variants over time in this line, and I definitely don't need them all. But this is one that's different enough from others for me to go for. Mm, very cool. Cool. All right, well, uh, if that brings news to an end, uh, we'll be right back next uh, with our next segment. If you like listening to podcasts, there's a good chance that you'd enjoy audiobooks as well. To make it easy for you, our sponsor Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial when you go to audibletrial.com forward slash afblues. A book I'd like to recommend is Wool by author Hugh Howey. It's the first book in a trilogy which unfolds the mysterious story of The Silo, a subterranean city extending 144 stories beneath the surface. It's a captivating book that I had to listen to almost in one sitting because I couldn't turn it off. To get your copy of Wool for free and start your 30-day free trial, or find another book to start your Audible journey, just go to audibletrial.com forward slash afblues. 
Now it's time for one of our feature segments, Toy of the Week. Each episode, we take turns looking at one toy or collectible in detail. These might be new releases, or we might talk about a favorite or bizarre item from our collection. Uh, now, Scotty, you have the first Toy of the Week, so over to you. Thank you very much. I am reviewing the one of the latest releases from DC Collectibles. This is the DC Designer Superman and Lois Lane statue. Um, this uh, ha- just came out in the last kind of month and a bit. Um, and if you uh, want to have a look at the photos of this, there is an album up on our Facebook page. This is a based on Gary Frank um, art, and it is sculpted by our friend Tim Bruckner. And that was the cincher for me. I didn't pre-order this. I you know, felt like I wanted to see it in person. Um, I saw it uh, the first time in person at my local Zing and didn't really have time to stop and look at it properly. And uh, and also, although I knew it was coming out, I hadn't really um, engaged with who'd sculpted it, etc. When I went away and did my research, and realized that it was a Tim Bruckner sculpt, I was like, oh my gosh, I should have bought that right then because it was actually a reasonable price as these go. You're looking at about um, 200 US, um, which is about 4 billion Australian dollars. So um, the, or, you know, thereabouts. Um, the, uh, so about 300 Australian. <laughs> um, the, so this is a sculpt of Superman um, floating over the top of the Daily Planet building um, with Lois in his hands, in his arms, looking slightly startled, like he's just taken off and she's surprised and all that jazz. Um, So this, packaging-wise, this is uh, the kind of standard um, DC Collectibles uh, art box packaging, um, which, you know, it's all... It's all fine. It's all kind of sameish, but it's recognizable at least in its photos of the um, the piece, and then photos of upcoming pieces, which on a statue box really annoys me. DC, just FYI, um, I, t- I mean, I totally get that on a action figure thing that you're gonna um, take apart and throw away, but on a box that you're gonna keep forever, I I don't. I'm not a fan. Uh, I don't know if either of you have feelings about that. No, I don't yeah. get enough statues to <laughs> have it. It's, it's a big investment, you know, and then it's like I don't really I – don't, I don't know. I don't want to be in 10 years' time looking at other stuff. It's just annoying. Anyway, that's just a you know, a personal thing. Um, so this was actually rel- – like I, one of the things I was surprised by was that the box was not as big as I thought it was going to be. Um, the packaging of this is really clever, and um, when – the because this was on display at Zing, so the guy had to get the box and put it in, and he was like, "Oh, this is probably going to be in a million pieces." And I said, "That's okay, I'll help you. I want to see how it's you put back together." And anyway, it's only two pieces, <laughs> so I was like, "Oh, that was easy." Um, so the base is one piece, and then Superman and Lois are sculpted together um, huh. as another piece with the little stand that inserts into the base. So. Um, it actually makes the packaging not huge and um, the statue easy to put together. Um, let's talk about the sculpt first. Um, Tim Bruckner is amazing. Um, I think that you know the two characters that I 
always um, kind of recognize and love that Tim sculpts are Superman and the Joker. Um, and so, you know, this is, uh, you know, iconic um, in that sense simply because it is him. Uh, this is a, a truly classic um, uh, Superman. It's got a very, very strong Chris Reeve um, feel about it. Um, and the sculpting is nothing less than what you would expect from, you know, one of the true masters of the, the genre. It is um, really nicely done, um, you know, beautiful drapery with um, clothing and uh, his cape. Um, and, uh, the, and I think the fact that it's all been sculpted as one piece as well is, um, you know, just shows kind of the depth of his um, his skill. Um, the, the base is really fun. Um, it's, you know, got a black circular base to it, but then the, um, you know, what's meant to be like the top of the daily planet building with the daily planet logo going around part of a globe. Um, and that, that is actually a couple of pieces all kind of glued together. Um, and, uh, but yeah, nicely done. Um, it, this is not a super heavy piece. Like it's perfectly balanced. There's no problem there. Um, but it, it's not a, you know, a super, um, heavy piece. So the sculpt is, um, really amazing. Some of the nice detail, um, of just, you know, the detail in Lois's hair that's kind of blowing in the, the wind, her, her heels on her, on her feet. It's just exceptional, exceptional. Um, paint wise, um, the, I think you know, there's a, a challenge obviously by the fact that the characters are sculpted as one piece. Um, and so, you know, there's a couple of little niggles here on the kind of paint and composition side. Um, but before I get to that, um, this is, uh, been one, one of those pieces where the flesh tone pieces look to me like they seem to have been cast in a particular type of, um, material, um, which I, I don't like as much as painted. Um, I think that the, uh, it seems like Superman's hands are painted pieces. Um, but then his skin tone head and all of Lois's skin tone seem to be cast in a colored material rather than painted. And I, I, you know, personally, I don't like the look of that as much as um, painted material. I don't know if you guys can tell from the photos or what your opinions on that are. Yeah, I this, can't really tell properly. Okay. That does look like on, and I'm not too sure if it was just a photo shadowing thing, but Lois's hands are a little more red on the back there yeah, on the top yeah. of the palms. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure. Like, I noticed that too. I'm not sure why that is. And I've you know, had a close look. I do, I mean, you know, I could be wrong. This could just be a different kind of type of paint application, but we've been seeing this a little bit from DC collectibles where they seem to be using, you know, casting and colors rather than, than paint. So it's not, it, it doesn't detract from the overall, you know, look, feel of it for me. It's just something that I kind of notice and distracts a bit. Um, and I feel also like when you look at the, um, the promo pieces that the promo pieces are painted. And so it, it just looks a bit different. Um, the, the big challenge here obviously is 
the two characters being cast at one piece. And I can only imagine um, if I was the painter looking at that and just going, Ugh, oh, gross. Um, and there, there is a little bit of an issue um, in the line between her um, torso and his. Um, the, the painting is, it's really well done. There's no, you know, kind of smudging, et cetera, but the line is not perfect, um, which kind of, you know, is a little bit um, distracting. Um, there, uh, you know, otherwise the paint, on the piece really is impeccable. It's just, you know, that, that piece. And, and I totally can see that would be a, a really challenging um, thing to do well, but you know, it does take a little bit, um, you know, it, it distracts the eye if you're looking for that sort of stuff. Um, you know, I, I, this wasn't a lock for me when I first saw it, cause I knew that it wasn't going to be cheap. Um, and, uh, you know, when I, but when I saw it in person, you know, I, one of the things that I really love about DC Direct DC Collectibles is the multi-character statues that they have done over the years. And I've got quite a collection of them. And so that, you know, I don't know that I would have bought this piece on just on its own. Um, but, uh, because I've got quite a nice collection of, um, multi-character DC statues for this to go alongside it um, kind of uh, put it over the line for me as well as of course of being um, you know Tim's work because he is really amazing um, and also there is a um, Aquaman and Mira um, statue coming um, next year um, which I am really excited about I'm obviously being, you know, an Aquaman fan, so I thought that this would go nicely um, with that as well. Um, so, Dolly rating, I'm going to give this a 9 out of 10 dollies, and the the missed mark is just for um, a little bit of that paint um, issue there. Um, you know, it's just, it's, it's not a 10, um, but this is a super fun piece. I think that um, th this is... Uh, there are 3,000 of these as opposed to the normal 5,200 that they do these days uh, in the runs of statues. Um, you know, the, these uh, pieces, the multi-character pieces, do tend to be ones that go and then increase in value. So I think if it is something that you thought that you liked, I would recommend um, looking for it now as opposed to waiting because it's unlikely to be um, around at retail for very long. Mm. Very cool. I um, I actually really like this because I'm a big fan of Gary Frank, the comic artist that this statue's uh, based off. He's one of my favourites, uh, Superman artists, and he has a very weird style of shadowing that's almost kind of prickly, and it's not something you could replicate in 3D on a um, sort of statue uh, like this without making it really stylized. Um, but Tim does a wonderful job here of capturing it, and it is very much like you look at it, and that's Gary Frank art, um, even though he can't use the signature things that make it Gary Frank art in a 3D medium. So it's actually yeah, – yeah. I'm really impressed by how well uh, he's able to capture uh, the image. Yeah, yeah, you're exactly right. I think that um, you know Gary, Gary Frank's – character faces are quite distinctive i think um and like are recognizable um and i i feel like he's captured that really well um you know as as well as the the, the lines that, that you're talking about it's you know really really fun 
the the one thing that go go no you go okay the the one thing that um that kind of takes me away from this a little bit is looking at um lois's left foot because i I find it a little bit unbelievable that her heels still on her foot (laughs) (laughs) maybe i should suspend disbelief but no no yeah i mean yeah particularly for how flimsy those heels are where they're just slip-ons right like Mm. yeah yeah, but but I've got to say, like you know, you know the the um, super powered alien, you know, floating in the air over the um, you know, in, in the sky with the woman requires a degree of belief suspension as well. So you know, who knows? Maybe one of his crazy superpowers is um, shoe stick ability. Quite possibly. <laughs> if you, one thing I didn't mention, but that I, I will now that we're I'm kind of flicking through the photos. If you really um, like from from some angles, it really looks like they're looking right into each other's eyes, and then from some, it, not so much. Like I think that's obviously a really hard thing to um, to do. Uh, but the faces are really nicely done. The eyes feel like they could be decals to me. I can't really um, you know tell for sure, but if they are, they've been applied really nicely, um, and. Uh, they just like they're, they're they're really nicely detailed, which you know, eyes often are where painting can go bad. Um, so it it still it still works. I like it. Cool. The end. Very cool. Well, uh, if you don't have anything else to add, we'll be right back with our second toy of the week. Duke in trouble. Scramble the storm eagle. G.I. Joe Storm Eagle has a hidden water cannon that shoots up to 20 feet. But the Cobra Liquidator's making a splash, and the Parasite's launching catapult missiles. Mobilize the Patriot! It's the G.I. Joe Patriot with a huge mortar cannon that really fires! G.I. Joe Patriot, Storm Eagle, Cobra, Parasite, and Liquidator sold separately. I found the Barracuda! But Duke's gone! So glad you could join us! <laughs> And now is time for our second toy of the week, and that belongs to Adam. So over to you, Adam. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Eddie. So this week I am looking at the uh, Dragon Ball Super Neo Shoto Wave 5, which is a a box of Super Saiyan Bardock, the legendary Super Saiyan Broly, and Super Saiyan God, Super Saiyan Vegito. Um, Super Saiyan. So this is interesting just starting at that point. in that this is now clearly being marketed as a, a Dragon Ball Super line, uh, being the latest of the Dragon Ball uh, properties, I guess. Um, after it was brought uh, back, the Dragon Ball property was brought back to life um, several years ago with the Battle of Gods movie, then the Resurrection of F movie, um, and then Dragon Ball Super launching as a series where the first two um, story arcs just redid those two movies as, as um anime series which made everyone really really happy um but yeah so this um toy line started out as i think a dragon ball z kai line um and has now morphed into dragon ball super without renumbering the waves but that's fine um so yeah we we get three figures this time around um and there's a heavy amount of reuse in terms of um bucks and things like that so bundai uh are clearly trying to make the maximum amount of money they can out of this line. And let me tell you, this is the point where the wheels start coming off. 
um, up front. So for those that aren't clear, this is a 2017 line um, from Bundai. It's a collection of action figures. Uh, when it arrives, so from most online retailers, you can't order these as individual figures. You order a box. Um, I've talked about the other waves in this line before. Um, you get six figures. This time, unlike um, wave four, you get two of each. Wave four had a triple of something and only one of something else, which was kind of annoying. Um, which, but, um, you know, having this two of everything is also kind of annoying unless you've got a buddy that's collecting the same line um, and you're just going to split them down the middle. It's kind of useful from the point of view of this line's um, some of the failings, so, such as poor quality control. So I've noticed um, a lot of paint slop this time around, which means that it's good that I have two of each figure so I can pick the slightly better figure because once you, you get the box, it's as I've talked about with these before, it's a black and white box um, with pictures of the, the figures on all sides. And it's designed to open up so that you sit it on the display shelf. Uh, I assume in a in a collectible store, you you tear open the pizza shapes box style tear thing um, and open it up so it's got that kind of uh, diagonally opening box. Um, you then get the the six figures. They're all blister carded, but they're the slide out card um, with tape along there, so they're reusable. Um, Having a look at these, the actual figures themselves. So the legendary Super Saiyan Broly is basically 100% um, reuse from there's either Wave 1 or 2. Um, it's just that they've repainted his hair in a metallic shade. Uh, from that point of view, he is otherwise unchanged. He comes equipped with punchy hands and um, has a couple of grappling hands. The back of the card shows you who else is in the wave. Um, which is not a massive surprise if you bought the box because you have all of them. Um, so, yeah, um, other than that, I'm unimpressed with that figure in terms of the, the reuse. It's good for anyone that missed it the first time around. I personally despise um, Dragon Ball Z figures where the hair colour um, of a Super Saiyan is done in a metallic tint. It's my personal preference um, that it should be uh, a flat matte colour uh, largely that's driven because despite that they call them golden-haired warriors um, and so on and so forth, in the anime they were clearly not given a metallic hint. They were clearly just extremely sulfur blonde, not, you know, actually golden-haired warriors. So it gets up my, my nose and uh, grinds my gears uh, whenever <laughs> I, I get one that has metallic hair. Um, other things that are, that are really interesting in this wave, and I should go back and check some of the others, is um, – there's a new tagline on the front of every card, and I'll just pull out one of them. It says, the best, comma, begins, full stop. Build has eagerly, it's either a hyphen or an M dash, awaited, full stop. It's the most exciting, like never before, ellipsis. Absolutely, Bondi. Absolutely, you've nailed it. Um, so that's a little bit angry and a bit concerning because I'm not really sure what they're trying to get at there. Maybe, maybe there's some kind of um, plan for global domination in amongst all this. But um, going back to the figures and a bit more seriousness, you know, look, yeah, fine. Broly's a, a reuse of a buck and it's just slightly repainted. Yes, there was some slop on the other figures. I think there was slop on one of these um, where there was a, a smudge of white paint got onto some of the drapery, which um, the drapery is really good. For those that haven't 
heard me talk about these before. Um, the joint system is basically the same on every figure in that there's a bit of an ab crunch. Actually, it's not really an ab crunch, sorry. It's um, a waist swivel, double-jointed um, neck, so it um, has a ball joint at the top and at the bottom. The shoulders are on a hinge with a ball joint into the torso. Um, you have a bicep cut. You have a hinged elbow ball, ball joint. Well, it's not really even a ball joint. It's um, a peg hand that rotates and is removable. Um, the hips from memory, memory are a, a disc. Um, it's a straight swivel hinge knee, and it's a ball-jointed um, ankle. So, yeah, there's a bit of articulation, but um, it hasn't improved every time or throughout the series, and it's um, it's getting a bit old, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, so if we move on, we can we can talk about Bardock, or um, as it's spelled, Bardock. Interesting. <laughs> Um, again, this is really straight reuse of the um, previous Bardock that we've had, except this one is a Super Saiyan. So he has um, a different hairstyle. He's also metallically blonde, which is disappointing. Um, he has the Bardock armor correctly done. I'm happy with that. He has punchy hands pre fitted. Uh, he has kind of the, um, I'm not sure what kind of stance that is in a, a martial arts sense, but you know, you have the, the two, uh, the index and second finger kind of extended and then crimped over and the uh, the other two fingers folded back and then the thumb brought up into kind of a um, pistol grip kind, or not quite pistol grip, but kind of a bit more of a, a gripping kind of action. Uh, so he's got that for as swap outs of both right and left. So that allows for a bit more of a, an action pose. Um, in terms of armour, so he has the, um, the unprotected crotch Side skirt, Saiyan armor, which I think he's the only. Crutch. Yeah. So if you if you look at a Vegeta figure from Saiyan Saga, he has like the front crotch protection flap, and uh, yeah, Bardock doesn't have that, which is interesting. Um, so he is, his crotch is not protected. I'm thinking what it is is like how Batman has the symbol on the chest, and when he had it yellow, he pointed out that that was to actually draw bullet fly because it was the most armored point. Maybe he has like a super armored crotch or something. So he's trying I figured to... that's where he got his name uh, Bad Rock from. Yeah. Because he's got badass rocks that can just take the punishment. And actually like blow your foot off or something. Yeah. It would be, it would be a good theory. Um, unfortunately, I doubt that's the case. And I think it's just a, a shitty design from Akira Toriyama. Um, but this is the other point where it starts getting interesting. Previously, these things have been packed really well. And um, now it looks like they're leaving a bit too much space between the uh, figure tray and the front of the blister because this guy has moved around a fair bit. So his, uh, his feet are uh, pointing inwards. He's looking off to the side. He's, um, he's very disinterested in actually being displayed. And uh, I think that's, that's another one that's possibly letting him down. And the other thing um, that's interesting, I guess, is if he's looking off to the side, it could really just be a Goku head with a bandana because the other thing that Bardock has that's um, kind of rec- makes him recognisable is he has the um, the scarring on the, the left cheek and you can't see that when he's facing off to the left. Hmm. So, yeah, you know, look, that one's okay. Um, there's a lot of paint slop on on this guy around the point where his, um, his gloves meet his uh, forearm. 
that's on both of them. One of them had some fairly derpy looking eyes. The other one looks okay. And I think other than that, the paints are, you know, okay. Nothing special. Which brings us to Super Saiyan God, Super Saiyan Vegito. Um, now, this is a, a, let's be honest, Super Saiyan blue head stuck on uh, the pre-existing Super Saiyan, uh, yeah, Super Saiyan it was Vegito, um, which means that they've really just had to do a repaint in metallic blue, yay metallics. Um, the paint slop on this guy, on both of them, is fairly horrific. So where his, um, his navy blue gi uh, top blends with any other colour, there has been slop, and it stands out like dog's balls. Um, I really don't know how they've fucked it up this badly when they didn't do it that badly the first time around. Um, they've clearly just, you know, lowered costs or something somewhere along the line to, to buggery, and um, it's starting to show. So in terms of swap outs, he has um, two grappling hands, a palm out key hand, and um, he has a, it looks uh, a little bit like a, a slicing hand, and that's um, Vegito's move where he creates like a, a spear of key and stabs slash cuts through people. Um, and so you can still create, you know, good Vegito poses. Um, but yeah, again, you know, nothing is innovative about this particular figure from last time. It's just that we've changed the hair color and, and slugged you again for the same figure. Um, I would think that if you had the original, it would have been a simple thing to take one of the two and paint it up as a Super Saiyan God yourself um, and save yourself some money. So, I mean, look, it, it's a really hard thing to discuss um, in terms of these figures because as an actual figure, if you didn't have the first versions of every one of these and you weren't like myself, uh, a metallic hair um, discriminator, <laughs> you would probably be fairly happy, right, until you got to the, the quality control issues. But the thing is, this is wave five, and um, I would suggest to you that people are already purchasing the previous four waves, so they would have the original versions of these figures. Um, they would have had them in duplicate because that's the way that you had to purchase them. And now you're being asked to, to fork out 58 bucks for the privilege of, of getting these figures. and I'm telling you right now, I'm unhappy about this. I'm unhappy to the point that I'm probably not going to continue collecting this line um, because I don't believe that it's anything but a money, uh, just a, a cheap money maker for um, Bundai, and I don't believe that they're actually putting significant effort and thought into the production of future figures. Um, I just, yeah, I, I just Adam feel entirely. It's just, just shattered. There's nothing special about any of that, and I don't see that you should be charging $58 for a set of figures that are completely lackluster. So um, can, so, I, can I yeah. play devil's advocate for a moment? Are you the audience for this particular set, or is this aimed more at, you know, your more speculative collector or impulse buyer rather than the diehard collectors of the line? So I would suggest... Um, I hate to bring logic into this, right, but I'm just, you know, just... No, I think it's a fair question, right? So it's a three and three-quarter figure. Um, it's therefore going to be cheaper. 
However, it was a much better line up until this point in terms of, yeah, there'd been one or two reuses of a buck because you could, right? There's so many different forms of every character. The problem is, in this particular wave, apart from if I knock out Broly, which is two of the figures, so that's a, 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 a whole third, which is just a reuse and a repaint, um, the other two are just realistically, they're, they're targeting completionists um, in terms of people that want to get every form of every character. Um, maybe they are targeting people that specifically wanted a um, Super Saiyan Bark who, you know, has not appeared in any anime episode ever, but then again, neither is Broly. Um, and, and you know, maybe someone really has got the hots for um, Super Saiyan God, Super Saiyan Vegeta, because he's kind of relevant lately in the anime. Um, but still, you're, you're slugging ridiculous prices for a really shitty product, and that just really gets up my nose. Oh, I get it. I think this, this um, I just get taken back to the, kind of DC Direct days um, where there were some good things happening and then they'd have you collecting a, you know, a wave of figures and then they'd bring out a box set of like five figures where four of them were repeats and one was that figure that you really wanted to complete the the wave, you know. And, um, and I think that that sort of stuff, and they would say to me, Oh, you're not the target audience for this box. You're the, you know, this is for people that just go, oh, cool, there's a whole bunch in one and blah, blah. But, you know, to me, it ultimately eats at customer loyalty because, you know, you need your people that are loyally collecting the the line to keep buying stuff. And when you cheese them off, um, ultimately it backfires. And that's certainly, I think, what DC Direct managed to accomplish. Um, and... Yeah. Uh, I can see, you know, that that's just exactly what I got taken back to. Was I remember this, like, you know, so for example, you know, they did the Red Sun figures and there was, you know, you could buy a single pack of, a single of Red Sun Superman, Red Sun Wonder Woman, Red Sun Batman. And then after that, they brought out a box set that had those three figures in it plus Red Sun and Green Lantern. So if you wanted Red Sun and Green Lantern, you had to buy them all again. You know, that sort of shit, so. Yep. Yep. I guess the other thing here, right, is like I said, it's wave five and you have a, a dead to rights replica of a character that's just got its hair repainted in the same colour scheme, but metallic. And I'm going, you cannot be fucking serious that it's wave five and you're pulling this shit. <laughs> like if it had got to wave 15, yeah, okay, right. I, there's a little bit more slack goes into it when, when you drop the quality after that many lines and, and you're doing a repeat that's said to write to repeat but it's wave five people like and i also take the dc direct comparison and, and also the the whole mattel saga comparison right but at the same time not being someone that was dedicated to those lines i was one of the people saying you know what if you're getting that upset about it just just drop it and quit um yeah 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 they, they have you over a barrel either way right if you're going to keep getting if you're going to stay on it for the one or two universe builders then um you know, if you really want those figures, unfortunately, the way that they structured it, yeah, they had you over barrel. You had to get all the, the repeats, right, and find a way to flog them off. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to put up with that, and I'm dropping this line, and that's the end of it. So oh um, I, I just, it's just not worth it, right? I, I'm not going to be one of those people that gets bitter and upset about it uh, in an ongoing fashion. So I'm just going to say that's it. Thanks very much. I'm done. 
And uh, Dolly rating for this particular line, I'll give it, uh, let's, let's just say I'll give it um, two because I actually got some toys and I got a clear message that, that I can be done with this. Ooh. Yeah. That might be, is that possibly yeah. the lowest Dolly rating I, we've ever I given? I have to say that that is, the, I, that has to be the lowest for sure. History in the making. History. Um, but it's, uh, also, it's, that's, that is the angriest I've ever heard Adam. Yeah. Um, but it is, it, it is good and it's a good message um, out there because I remember when you reviewed uh, the first, I think it was either Wave 1 or Wave 2, but um, the first lot you reviewed on here, I was leaning towards and looking at and then you actually talking about them and showing what they were and um, sort of a level of detail I kind of made me back out. And, yeah, if it's just even gone downhill uh, from there, that is a uh, shame to hear. But um, hopefully it gets to the ears of people who might have been looking to dip their toe uh, mm-hmm. in the water and unsure. So mm-hmm. uh, here's oh. hoping. And I uh, should also point out this review is actually being recorded on International Dragon Ball Z Day. Or Goku Day. <laughs> so, also very... Hail hey, Vegeta. There. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, I, I I'm a Kakarad boy. I will stand none of your Earth-raised Saiyan feebleness. No. Kakarad all the way, buddy. Uh. <laughs> I actually did. I was saying I do literally do that little two-finger upward salute when I greet people in real life. So, it, it has had an effect on me. Uh, which is not, and now this is like when talking football before to me, Scotty has no idea of the words that I'm, we're using. Yeah, I'm, no. I'm checking my email. It's all good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, Adam, if you uh, don't have anything else to add, we'll uh, step out for a bit and we'll be uh, back with our discussion topic. If your collecting addiction is a hard itch to scratch, then you might lack a bit of insurance that you always have some new goodies on the horizon. Loot Crate is the world's favorite subscription box service, and they're currently offering AFB listeners 10% off any of their flexible subscription plans. Every Loot Crate includes exclusive apparel and collectible items built around a theme, and there are so many theme crates to choose from, whether you're into a more general pop culture or gaming theme, or you have a more specific interest. To save 10% on any new subscription, go to trylootcrate.com forward slash afblues and enter the promo code BREACH10. If you do sign up and you love your loot, be sure to go to the AFB Facebook page and post a pic of your new gear. That's trylootcrate.com forward slash afblues with the promo code BREACH10. And now it is time for our discussion topic. And I'm going to be helming this one because I believe out of the three of us, I was the only one who stepped out uh, for the Star Wars event known as Force Friday, where uh, all the new Star Wars products based on the new film uh, get released. Now, Scott, Adam, did you guys even attempt to head out on Force Friday? Uh, No, no, no. No. Uh, now, more importantly, <laughs> what I am, uh, just needed to check just in case I was wrong. Someone might yeah, have had yeah. a story. Um, more importantly, what I'm actually interested in, did you guys know that Force Friday was happening? Yeah, yes. because you wouldn't stop talking about it. I may have. 
I, I, I mean, you know, had you seen it advertised anywhere or? Nah. Uh, uh, from me. I don't. Well, I mean, I don't know that I'd seen it advertised anywhere. It was certainly all over Facebook, so I don't think I could have missed it. But yeah. Okay. Uh, well, I did step out. Um, I was very lucky that we had some very friendly chaps uh, in the line with me, uh, Liam, Jason, and Carla, and I had a bit of a chat with them on the day. So uh, I'm going to hand you over to hear from them on how their Force Friday went, and then I'll be back here to tell you about mine. Hi guys, this is Eddie here. So it is currently just after seven o'clock. I am at my local Toys R Us and we've had Force Friday now. I have been on the record for the last two Force Fridays as them being a bit of a bust. Uh, now hopefully this one wasn't the same, but uh, I definitely did have a bit of a win with some lovely folks joining me in the line here as we waited for the store. Uh, so I'm actually going to pass over to them and they can fill you in on how this Force Friday went, so... Uh, Hi everyone, uh, my name's Liam, um, I'm a 6 inch black series collector and I was pretty impressed with what Toys R Us had today, um, I was able to pick up everything I wanted, there was a few that I've had to leave on the shelves because I just can't quite afford it but I'm sure I'll get to it, um, it, was, it was nice and easy, no, no pushing, no fighting um, and yeah, everyone was very friendly. Hi everyone, my name's Jason. I go for the 3.75 inch characters. I've been to each Force Friday midnight opening. Um, this one I went to last night at Zing um, wasn't that particularly good um, compared to the other ones. Uh, but yeah, this one's been not too bad. They actually had a decent collection and I was able to get all the characters that I wanted as well. And yeah, it was a good little crowd. Everyone was patient and yeah, it took turns. Hi everyone, uh, my name is Carlos, I am also a Black Series 6 inch collector. Uh, this is my first uh, Force Friday, I usually miss out just because of work commitments etc. Um, if they had midnight openings I'd be there in a second, unfortunately um, they don't. Uh, but I was here today, 7am and I got everything I wanted. Um, looks to me like Thorn is the key character that people are going to miss out on. Um, but yeah, like I, I had an awesome time, yeah, like... Uh, like I mentioned, there was no pushing or shoving, which is great. Um, everyone just it looks like everyone's walking out with what they wanted, so that's great. Um, yeah, good, good Force Friday. Do it again. Cheers, guys. Thanks for that. And I'll take it back into the studio for our review room. So thank you, guys. Thank you for letting me talk to you there. Uh, so my Force Friday, I actually ended up having a, a bit of an interesting day. So as I mentioned uh, in the beginning of that recording there, uh, I found that uh, our last two Force Fridays here had been a bit of a bust in Australia. They really didn't supply enough product. And retailers, although they liked advertising uh, about it, didn't really put the best foot forward when it came to the day itself. So I was a little unsure on what to expect uh, this year for episode eight. And in fact, I'd forgotten about Force Friday until about a week beforehand when the US toy sites started talking and ramping up about it a bit more. Uh, so I did have a look around to see what retailers here in Australia 
would be doing it. Now, Target had done it the last two years. They had stepped away this year from doing it. Uh, Toys R Us uh, seems to be the big mainstay for Force Fridays. They were once again uh, going to be participating, but they were doing something different this year, which I'll get into in a sec. And the one that actually surprised me uh, was Zing uh, in the main city centres actually did a midnight launch. And the reason why this one surprised me was I actually went to their website to see if they were doing anything and didn't see anything advertised. But uh, it turns out they were actually doing something. So uh, I don't know how the people who went found out about it, uh, but apparently their midnight launches were a bit disappointing. From what I heard about the one here in Melbourne, uh, one, they had the queue of about 30 people out the front that they were trying to keep entertained. And apparently a, a Disney rep tried to kick things off with a Star Wars trivia contest. Uh, but for that contest, they had the trivia cards for the new film. Uh, so they were asking questions about a film oh. that no one had seen. And oh. also potentially had spoilers in it. So uh, apparently, the, uh, apparently the crowd had to protest and the trivia contest was stopped short after about two or three questions. Uh, oh there, which uh, seems like it might have been a bit of an awkward situation. But uh, depending on where you fall, what might have been worse is that uh, when the store actually did open, uh, they had very little in the way of Star Wars collector figures. So they did have apparently a few of the three and three quarter, but they didn't even have the whole wave there. So uh, Jason, who I met later on in the day at Toys R Us, he was saying that uh, even though he was first in the door, there were no Luke Skywalkers anywhere uh, on the shelf. Uh, now, Zing do tend to do that thing where they'll split cases and send them to different stores. So uh, I don't think it would be sort of that factor of an employee sneaking it under the shelf for them to buy later or anything like that. I think it's just the way that Zing allocate things that didn't work out uh, too well there. They did have... Um, the only black series they had were the figure and speeder um, box sets, which were, I think it was somewhere between 60 to $80 more expensive than they were even at Toys R Us, which generally isn't the cheapest retailer. Mm. Uh, now, one thing Zing do is they match prices. So uh, once people found out about the much cheaper price at Toys R Us, they were matching prices at Zing. And then on Sunday, Zing, uh, actually, I think around Australia, actually dropped the price of this to a dollar below the Toys R Us price of oh, 120 wow. uh, They must have gotten a lot of uh, price matching requests because uh, I hadn't ever seen anything like that price drop uh, happen before uh, through and around. Um or potentially that original really high price around $200 was actually a mistake and it got rectified. That 
could have also been one, but uh, people were shocked to see the price tag on those when they went in. Uh, but if you were a pop collector, uh, Zing are quite known for having a wide variety of pops. And I think they even had a couple of exclusive uh, pops there that are exclusive to things like GameStop and that in the States. So uh, I believe if you were a pop hunter, there was actual uh, joy to be had on that midnight launch. Uh, but for my Force Friday, I went to Toys R Us and I mentioned they did something a bit different this year and that's that they didn't do a midnight opening. Uh, they had a midnight unboxing on their Facebook page which was actually quite good. It gave you a bit of an idea of what you would actually expect to find in an Australian uh, Toys R Us store uh, when you went out. And what they did, they had a 7 a.m. opening uh, of all the Toys R Us stores around Australia. So uh, this was met with mixed feedback from uh, what I could tell, speaking to my fellow collector friends, uh, some people seem to much prefer heading out at midnight uh, for their items, uh, whereas 7am was a bit too close for work for them. Uh, for people like me, I actually liked it better because it meant I could stop in on my way to work. I could still get a full night's sleep, grab my stuff, and then just keep going in. But I think uh, your own life is going to determine whether or not you prefer the midnight or a 7 a.m. Uh, opening. Now, I got to my shopping centre at around 6.30. Uh, it was still completely locked up. Uh, there was no way into the shopping centre. I bumped into <laughs> a, another chap uh, you had heard on the recording, uh, Jason. Uh, asked him if he was there for the Force Friday. He was. Uh, we got along uh, very well, we found out quickly that he was a three and three quarter collector and I was a six inch black series collector. So, uh, obviously our natural predator states had nothing to fear from one another getting in first and getting the good toys. So, uh, we formed a bit of an alliance and we actually saw a baker heading through a side door to get into the shopping center and kind of did a bit of a sneaky and followed him in. Uh, so we got inside mm -hmm. the shopping center. Uh, nice and early and we're the ones right out the front of Toys R Us. And then around quarter to seven, uh, the other doors seemed to open up and other folks came pouring in. And it was actually a really great crowd. It wasn't one type of person. There were people of all uh, different backgrounds, different sexes. There were school kids on their way to schools. There was family. Uh, there was us classic collector nerds. And we were actually having fairly good chats and conversations out the front and just finding out about our different collecting habits. Uh, the staff were actually quite friendly. They kept popping by, uh, just giving us time updates. And what was actually really impressive is that when the doors finally opened and we went in, there was actually plenty of stock this year. So mm. uh, I was able to pretty much walk away uh, with everything. Uh, so I got the first wave of uh, the Black Series. So Luke, Ray, Kylo, Thrawn, Hera, and then sort of the uh, excitement of the day actually kicked in and I wasn't planning on getting it, uh, but I uh, did purchase a Ray on her speeder bike. Um, just because it was there and mm. I was feeling a bit 
uh, hype through. But uh, when I actually stepped back and everyone sort of picked over the things they were getting, uh, there were still items there on the shelf. So I did put a picture up on the AF Blues Facebook page and you can see there's still plenty of stock there. And so that picture was taken after everyone who was there in the morning had gone through. And I spoke to a mate later on in the day who went to the same store. He was there towards the Arvo and he was still able to find a lot of the figures there on the shelf. So uh, big respect to the buyer at my local uh, Toys R Us for actually providing enough stock uh, for the events uh, there on the day. Uh, I did traipse around to a few other stores uh, in my area. Uh, it seems like no other retailer is getting the six inch black except for uh, what's kind of a mum and pop cross franchise here in victoria known as toy world in some of the states in australia it's known as toy mate but they had some everywhere else it seemed to basically be hot wheels and lego uh that you're coming across uh through there oh. which uh is a bit of a shame i know ben headed out on friday to see what he could find at his local big w and apparently got in a bit of a fight with the lady there <laughs> 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 were coming out, uh, but I, I can't speak uh, for his story uh, too much. Uh, I did have a bit of a funny encounter where I left a Target, uh, still carrying my bag of uh, Star Wars items and hopped on a tram, and a gentleman next to me on the tram looked into my bag, saw all these st new Star Wars items, uh, saw that I'd just come out of the Target and quickly jumped off the tram as the doors were closing and ran inside. Uh -oh. but, uh, <laughs> be disappointed by what he found uh in there because he clearly missed i had a toys r us bag and not a target <laughs> uh bag. but uh yeah it was a uh very interesting uh day to go through and have a look around but i was very pleased uh with how well uh things seem to be turning out now i've spoken to people who went to different toys r us's for the most part they seem to have um a fairly good experience i did hear that apparently down at one of the stores there was a stock boy who was a bit overzealous with the box cutter and cut into a few boxes of items, uh, actually okay. into the items box, uh, which wasn't too good. But uh, from what I'm hearing, it did seem to go well, which uh, is nice. So I walked away very happy. The figures are actually fantastic. I actually didn't pick up the Luke and his speeder, uh, but I did pick that up today just because I was so impressed uh, with the Ray speeder bike. I think that might be one of my favorite black items uh, of uh, pretty much the whole run of the line so far. So it, it is uh, going well. But that was pretty much my Force Friday adventure and uh, my recap of what was going on here in Australia. Awesome. Uh, I think you know it's great to hear that um you know they did such a um you know a better job this year compared to the last time around. Yeah, well, yeah. the um, previous years had just been. It, it just really perplexed me that you would do collector events where people would come out at midnight and not put out collector items. And for those who hadn't heard the episode, uh, when the episode seven one happened, I went to a midnight launch at Target and the launch items was like a wall of night lights and those masher toys, which is now a defunct line. But it was just that, like, these aren't the items that people are awake at midnight are coming out 
uh, to buy for uh, Star Wars. But uh, it does seem that their uh, collector lines are growing a little bit here and coming through. But uh, it'll be interesting to see if we get the other ways. I have actually pre-ordered mine online just to be safe um, for waves sort of two and three as they come and hit. And unfortunately there were no signs of the exclusives. So uh, the Admiral Akbar two pack or the executioner um, uh, stormtrooper weren't around, but uh, I mean, here in Australia, you can never count on the exclusives anyway. So I wasn't uh, having my from them uh, from the outset, but uh, hopefully it did well enough that they do keep this tradition running. Hmm. That's all right. Uh, so with uh, wrapping things up there, I will uh, take a quick break and we'll be back uh, to close things up. Before we finish off, we have some feedback from our. I, I, I completely. I stuffed up. Ah, ha, 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 ha. Okay. All right. Professional, professional. In five, four, three. Before we finish off, we have some feedback from our listeners to share with you. If you'd like to hear your questions, comments, or suggestions on future episodes, Email us at podcast at actionfigureblues.com and you may just hear it read out. Uh, now, Adam, you have our piece of feedback for tonight, so over to you. Sure do, Eddie. So this is a, uh, an email from our beloved listener, Sam, who writes, Guys, just wanted to ask, the, who does your cover art? I always love it. Uh, it's a fantastic question, Sam, and I believe that the answer to that question is easiest uh, given by Scott. <laughs> it's me. <gasps> yes. <laughs> oh, I don't think it's that good. I, I I do enjoy the odd Photoshop. It's um it's always wonderful. I'm always very impressed by the art. I have no Photoshop skills or. Uh, no ability at all and um, I don't know about you Adam but sometimes it can be the hardest part of doing the review is finding a picture sometimes that has the white background to give to Scott uh, to make things easier on him but uh, that can sometimes be the scary thing is looking for that old stock photography um, from when they send out, <laughs> particularly when you're doing an older item, it can yeah, be very correct. hard to yep. track down correct. the old promotion image. Yeah. I, I Scott's very it. critical of my. Oh, Scott's very critical of my actual photo abilities, um, considering I'm working <laughs> with the professional equipment known as a a, a Samsung Galaxy um, <laughs> S4, and uh, I don't use a photo booth, so you know it, it really is for me just a case of get the promotional art and, and allow Scott to do his magic. <laughs> yeah. I, I can work without the white background if necessary, but it is helpful. Um, I should point out that the, like if it's ever something that I've reviewed, it will always be a picture of the actual item um, that's, that, that's in there. And then depending on, you know, what other people have done. Um, but, you know, it is, I think it's fun. We, I mean, I've only been doing that for, I can't remember when I started. Like we haven't done that right from the beginning, but at some point when, you know, you know how like 
until you start doing something, you kind of think it's really hard. And then once you realize, oh, this is actually easy, um, because, you know, the, the, the photo, I actually use Pixelmator on a Mac, not, not Photoshop, um, but the, um, the, the tools for removing backgrounds and things, once you work out how to use them are not hard, and then it's kind of easy to put together and fun. So I think it maybe, you know, the, for the last hundred episodes or so, we've done a, a, a episode specific, you know, cover and Facebook art for each um, episode, and people seem to like it. So that's fun. I like doing it. Now, uh, while we're being honest and speaking about your cover photos, uh, there's been something I've been meaning to ask here. Oh. Uh, now, when you upload some of these images onto social media, like the cover photo, sometimes it gets sort of auto-cropped just to fit into the space when it gets shared or reposted on people's walls. And it seems to be uh, statistically impossible, but the amount of times it seems to be my item that's the one that uh, Facebook photo like photo crops out and it's, you know, sort of Ben and Scotty's or Adam and Scotty's or that item that is there and revealed. And I'm, I'm just wondering how you program it to make sure it's always mine that seems to end up on the side. I didn't know that you were paranoid. Well... <laughs> Um, so on the Facebook, um, like the cover art, um, I, I make the thing with using the actual dimensions of that. So that is not cropped. It's when, but sometimes like when you're sharing the, the thing or whatever, it does crop it out, but I, there's no, there's no intent. Yeah. Just, you know, statistics, <laughs> yeah. it yeah. could be someone else every now and then, but no. Uh, I'll have to, yeah, okay. um, yeah, maybe that means. Well, I don't even know what side it is that normally gets cropped up, cropped out. So it doesn't matter what side it's on; it changes. It just uh, is always oh, okay. my one. I see. So this is a really just, logical thing you're talking about here. Yep. I get it. Yeah, yep. no worries. <laughs> this, this is my narcissism coming through. Yeah, because anyway, these are the things you, I look at. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Shut up, Eddie. Shut up, Eddie. I, thank I, you, Sam. Actual <laughs> issues like whether I say brought or bought properly don't don't bother me. But if my is <laughs> not pictured, that's 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 the big dilemma of the podcast for oh, everyone. Yeah, I, oh. I think anyway. Um, but uh, before we keep digging this hole, uh, who knew I what that, angst uh, a simple is... compliment would bring would bring up? Geez, Sam, what have you done? <laughs> yeah, let's, let's, uh, Adam's angry about Bandai over in the corner. I, I, I'm angry with Facebook cropping and, and, and Scotty's just, you're always a happy chap. You're good. Yeah, always happy. Uh, so with, uh, with <laughs> all that um, and our grievances aired, now is a good time uh, to wrap things up and say goodbye. So cheers, guys. Have a good journey. <laughs> Bye. Wait, are we having a feat of strength next? Uh, a- after this. After this. But we've had the airing of grievances. Oh, yes. I've got me yeah, a loop no, by unadorned yes. aluminum rod. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Excellent. Good night, nerds. The Action Figure Blues podcast can be found on iTunes and Stitcher Radio and can be downloaded direct from actionfigureblues.com. Wherever you listen, please take a moment to leave a positive rating and review to help others find our show. Our theme music is by Robert Crandall. Our ad music is by Scott Holmes. The AFB logo is created by Nath Stones. 
We also have an active fan forum at afbforum.com where you can join with all the hosts of the podcast and many other collectors to discuss news, reviews, old lines, and trade and sell in a safe community. Please join us there. While you're at actionfigureblues.com, please check out our sponsors like Max Comics and Stuff, Loot Crate, Audible, and Gamefly. You can find us on Twitter at AFBlues, on Instagram at ActionFigureBlues, and on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash ActionFigureBlues. Thanks for listening. Wow, there's like, I feel like there's like smoke coming out of your microphone, Adam. Yeah. It was a little scary. Like, it's like when. Yeah. Like, when that person is, who never gets angry gets angry, and you're like, "Oh, is this?" I don't, I don't feel safe. I don't say anything. Mom and dad yeah. are fighting. Yeah, like, yeah. There, there's just uh, I can't understand it. There's no reason for it to be to have dropped off the cliff so fucking fast, right? Like, yeah, the figures weren't great quality, but they were, you know, for, they were three and three quarter, and they were cheap, and blah blah. And then they just just dropped it, basically. Just unreal. Anyway. I'm done with it. No, I'm just getting angry. No. Speaking of making people angry, it was uh, Red Sun Bizarro was the exclusive. You could get Red Sun Green Lantern by itself, but yeah, oh, I, I, I figured that, that wasn't I... the topic on the end. No, 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 no. Look, um, oh no, now we have to. Uh... <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's all good. It's all good. Was it really I Red Sun Bizarro? Oh, that's even more annoying because I love Bizarro. Yeah, because I have. I thought uh, it was Green Lantern. The, no, I was collecting Green Lantern at the time. He was the only one I brought from the single packs. That's, Where did you uh, take it? Elseworlds. One. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I walked right into that one. You sure did. Yeah.